Welcome back! What's in a box? Is it the components or the game that makes opening it so sweet? I'm your host, Ricky, and this week we are talking all about components. Well, enough of the details, let's roll the dice and get this episode started. everybody i'm ashley and i'm ricky and yeah this week because we kind of talked about it a little bit last episode about like uh game packaging and components and stuff so we thought we'd just do that whole episode now yeah and like i said what's in a box what is it about opening a new game that is just so exciting i just I I like opening things, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, like, part of it is, like, it kind of depends for me, like, if it's a game that I know I like or it's a game that I'm excited to play. Like, I, I always, you know, you always buy the game because it sounds fun or it, like, looks fun. But you don't really know what everything's going to look like until you open the box. And, like, like sometimes they'll have pictures on the back of, like, a setup of, like, everything. Or, like, they'll have a list of components that are inside the box. But Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily get to see anything until you open the box. I just think that, like, the way it's packaged on the outside and on the inside, it it kind of matters. (laughs) Just a little bit. Yeah. Like, I I made a list of some things that you normally would see so you got your cards Mm -hmm. and the quality of the cards and the graphics or like the the artwork and then you got the box quality and artwork Mm -hmm. then you have the pieces are they cardboard wood plastic and then like the rule book how well is it laid out what does the rule book look like Mm -hmm. like is it is it nice or not so (laughs) Like, those those are a lot of things that I tend to look at when I open the box and after looking at the box. Like, a lot of times, like, the appeal is the outside. Like, what makes you grab it off the shelf? It's the mm-hmm. outside of the box. But what keeps you coming back to the game? Is it the, the game itself? Is it the components or a mixture of the, of the two? Yeah, yeah, because... Um, like Everdell, each component is like a thing, you know, like there's Mm -hmm. the logs, which are a different shape and texture than the resin, which is different from the stones, which is different from the berries. So berries are so squishy. They are. But then you get some games that would take those same components and they would have like, they would all be like cardboard. Or, or all, like, wooden cubes, but just different colors. Yeah, so does it does it make a game better? Like, yes and no. I, I, well, first off, Everdale is just a solid game in general. Like, <laughs> it is. Components and game-wise. So I feel like that's a good, like, comparison. Like, 
a base of like something that's like checks both boxes visually and like yeah so like because i feel like the the components that come with everdell kind of almost feel like extra luxury like if the game Mm. had come with like cardboard or like wooden cubes all colored for their corresponding item the game would still run good you would still know the items like it would still be kind of visually appealing it maybe wouldn't necessarily fit in with the aesthetic as much like i think if they did like cardboard pieces it would but like the pieces they put in like that just takes me to something that would be an upgrade in like a Kickstarter sort of thing. Yeah, I I almost feel like it makes it slightly more almost immersive because like the pieces look like the item that you're like actually trading for things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Everdale would have gotten as much hype as it did if it wasn't for the fact that it was a good game and the components were super right. nice. Yeah. And I like, think you probably would have still heard about it, but maybe not as like it wouldn't have been as big of a buzz. Yeah. And I think I think part of the reason is for the the game and the components. I think it's at a relatively decent price point because mm-hmm. sometimes a game with like really, really good components is going to run you at like a minimum of like $100, depending on like the amount of components and a game like yeah. Everdell, I want to say it's like fifty or sixty bucks. Um, I I mean I could look it up real quick. Um, yeah, I I feel like it could easily be like an eighty dollar game, but I don't think it was actually that much. So. No, I don't think so because I I I remember it being really reasonably reasonably priced for what it was. Um, I highly recommend everybody check it out, but it is like a worker placement tableau building game. So if you're not into worker placements or tableau building, the game is very heavy on both of those. So if you don't like either of those things, you're probably not going to like the game at all. But yeah, yeah, it's a $60 game. $60. So I think it's completely worth it. Yeah. And so like, I think like Everdell's a pretty good, like base point to kind of talk about games and their components and how their price point kind of lays out yeah um another good i i i'm just gonna say like it either checks both boxes or it doesn't check both boxes Uh, (laughs) i think another game that checks both boxes is parks yes i mean it's visually stunning and it's a solid game and the components are well organized inside the box yeah and there's um there's a couple of punch out things but i mean i know you love like punching out things but i think like oh i love i call them punchies (laughs) i'm like i'm always excited for punchies but i honestly think a really a really really like good component based game doesn't have a whole lot of punchies like all the pieces are already there and already out for you because yeah. like parks they they kind of had most of it already in containers for the most part so yeah um but even like 
I, I, I feel like to part of it isn't just like w- what's in the box as far as components, but also like how the box is set up. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have extra space in case there's expansions? Is there barely enough space to put the box back once you punch everything out? Um, how much are you actually wasting? Because mm-hmm. I know there's some games where they let they have the plastic part sit farther down into the box and because they have like the punch boards on top mm-hmm. and then some of them will have you once you punch everything out you're supposed to take the plastic out put the cardboard pieces that you punched out like the leftovers under it to raise the plastic up so things don't slide around as much because then the plastic's flush with the the top and then when you close the box things don't slide around because it's flushed with the top. And that's... Not many games do that, but there have been a couple, and, like, they'll say, like, either, like, in the rule book or, like, on one of the pieces that's left over, be like, put this at the bottom of the box kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, for that, even though you're punching things out, that cardboard still isn't really wasted because it's being used as part of, like, Mm -hmm. the container to hold things. Yeah. Which I think is, sometimes it it seems kind of, like, silly, but when you think about, like, why they're doing that and, like, the fact that it's still being used, I think that is kind of nice. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever had a game where you do something like that with, but I think it is... I I couldn't even tell you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which games I've done it to. It's it's not super common, but I know there's a couple of them. And I bet if I like just went through all my games, I could You'd... probably find them. But yeah. that would take forever. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but kind of like box packaging, it's... I can understand why companies do it, but they'll have like a a game that comes out and... Like let's let's say like um life, for example. <laughs> like a game like life, you have the board in the box and then you have like the the pegs and you have the, the cars and the cards. And they have it in this long box that the the board doesn't cover the entire bottom, or maybe it does, but then everything else just sort of goes over top of it and when you bring it around, everything gets, like, shuffled around and dinged around and things like that. But when you think about it, that company makes all the boxes the same size for all the games they produce. So they just kind of make the game and make it fit in the box, but they don't necessarily care about how it slides or fits around in there. It's just, there. There's actually so much... Like, I think I might have mentioned this in the last episode, but, like, I don't necessarily know everything that goes into, like, the cost of making boxes, but I know as, like, a consumer, like, there's definitely game boxes where you open it and you're just like, ugh, it's another one of these where everything's not going to fit in properly once we get it all opened. And then there's, like, those few where you, like, open it and everything has, like, a place. Nothing's wasted. Nothing's, like, too big for the box once you punch everything out. There's, like, either a place for everything or they provide bags for everything. Um, It's just organized. And when you, like, you don't have to worry about 
things flying all over over the place the next time you open up the box. Like, mm-hmm. I look forward to those games. <laughs> yeah, because then, then there are games where, like, let's, let's talk about 62nd City, where the the board is wood and all of the wood tile pieces fit in the board and those pieces are wonderful i i i think they're really great the wood works really well together it fits in really nicely inside the box they have this plastic insert that everything fits into and like everything fits in it exact but the bot like the the plastic insert got like popped up in weird places and i can't pop it back down and all the pieces that would exactly fit in there no longer exactly fit in there Mm -hmm. and another like bad thing about it is the cards are such a weird texture that come with the game and because they fit so exactly in this plastic insert that the insert got bent and then it bent one of the like the little decks of cards that came with the game. <laughs> and it came like that. But like on the price point of the game, it was $18. Mm-hmm. So like... I thought it was a really fun game for $18. I'm still playing at like the easiest difficulty and having a hard time with the game. But by a hard time, I mean like where we're playing the game and having fun and just losing. And it's not because it's a bad game. It's because it's a challenging game. Um, so we wound up getting just some clear sleeves to put over the cards. And they're not like perfect sleeves they don't fit the cards exactly like a little smidge sticks out the top but the cards were like a bad texture anyways so i'm not like super upset that the cards are don't fit into like the sleeves um but now because the plastic insert was made so exactly they don't fit in there anymore so um (laughs) i just yeah that's another thing too is like when they do make plastic inserts to hold everything a lot of times things end up not fitting back, especially if you end up sleeving your cards. Like, they usually don't leave you enough room to sleep Mm-mm. cards. So you end up having to throw out the plastic piece anyway. Yeah. And then you have, like, this big box that's almost <laughs> too big for all the components mm-hmm. rather than being too small. So it's like, are they really doing... Or is, is it really, like, worth their time to create the plastic inserts yeah. if most people are going to end up throwing them out anyway because the components don't fit anymore? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, so I'm, like, I I was at my in-law's house when we were sleeving the cards. So I didn't, I was going to put all the, like, um, tokens and stuff into baggies, but I didn't have them with me. So I haven't thrown out the plastic insert yet, but... I I will definitely be doing that. Um and I do I do recommend the game. Like go pick it up. I think it might be like a Target exclusive, but you're trying to build a city in 60 seconds, but you have 5 rounds of 60 seconds. 
and you have goal cards you have to meet and so like the easiest uh, level is like 12 gold cards and there's like a huge deck of gold cards that you can use so like every time you play it'll be different types of goals and different orders and stuff um and then they also have another deck of event cards that you can add in to then make it more difficult too and it's strictly a two-player game but it's it's seriously a pretty good game it's just they could probably make their cards differently or better i don't know but they probably put all of the the money into the game into making the board with the little tokens that go inside to build the city like (laughs) they had no money left over for the cards apparently (laughs) yeah and like another game that i can think of where the components aren't super great but it's a really solid game it's called fantasy realms like this was one that kind of first came to mind when i was thinking about like components versus gameplay um like if you were to look up like fantasy realms either like the older editions or like the newest edition like the 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 game box art is probably some of the most generic like fantasy themed like artwork you could possibly ever think of <laughs> like it's just nothing spectacular but it's it's a small game i think it's like 15 or 20 dollars and it's just a it's a set collection card game that's like two to six or seven people and but like the game itself is like really pretty good like you're just trying to create the best hand that you possibly can to make the most points like it's a very simple game the artwork is very simple um the box it, it's it's a smaller box so it's not like as wasted and they but they have like that you know like i think like cardboard insert where mm-hmm. you just set the cards inside of it mm-hmm. which you could easily take that out but then it would be too big for this yeah and then they, they all slide around that, that, that's all it is is a deck of cards but like the i will say for that one i will say that the cards are a decent quality um we haven't sleeved them i guess if we did sleeve them then we wouldn't we would probably take the insert out because it would be too small to Mm -hmm. hold them Mm -hmm. but even for um the amount of cards you have and you do have to shuffle quite a bit like we haven't sleeved them and we don't feel like they're like you know, falling apart after mm-hmm. playing it so many times. So, like, the cards are definitely a de- more <laughs> decent quality than the 60-second city, but, <laughs> like, there's nothing super fancy or spectacular looking about this game. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, if it was on the shelf, how many people would probably pass it over just because it's not mm-hmm. visually appealing. It doesn't really draw you to it. The only reason I ended up knowing about this game and I, like, picked it up was because i heard it on um the dice tower review it was like a good like two-player game that they recommended and even they're like this game box is boring as hell but you know <laughs> it's a really good game yeah i think i think those kinds of games are slightly like underappreciated but i mean it's kind of like um you look at the cover of the book and that's kind of what you do like your first impression off of and if the the box doesn't like immediately strike you, like why would you go and pick it up? 
And if you, yeah. unless you heard about it from somebody else who's like, oh yeah, that game is, is totally awesome and I love it and here's why. And you go, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds like my kind of game. But if you were mm-hmm. to go and look at it, you'd be like, ah, that looks bland. That looks boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is kind of funny because like I didn't even get Fantasy Realm fantasy realms like off the shelf like once i heard about the game and like he explained it i went out and i like bought it because it wasn't in the store that i went to (laughs) like i ordered it online like like that's how like good he like talked it up and like how much i wanted to try playing it Mm -hmm. but like i said like if i would have seen it at the store i might not have given it like a second glance yeah you know yeah because i've seen like going into a like a board game store and you go and you like browse the shelves you're gonna kind of maybe bypass some of the games that have like really bland covers where they're like really like I want to kind of say like washed out colors like maybe it looks like it's been sitting in the store for too long already and I think that's maybe why, like, those kind of games, like, immediately turn me away because they already look like they've sat on the shelf for so long, even if it is, like, a brand new game. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, like, and, like, no offense to the people who make these games, but, like, most Euro games have that, like, old style, like, they haven't changed the artwork since it came out in, like... <laughs> the 80s or 90s like it's like just such an old game that's a classic that like people know and like but like when we were first getting into board games and keep in mind this was you know 2015 (laughs) so it was like it was seven years ago but compared to like some people like who've been playing board games for years and years Mm -hmm. like first getting into it a lot of those games i wouldn't even like really look at them because i'm like oh that looks old yeah and it looks old and boring yeah like come to find out most of those games are actually really good games yeah but they just look old and boring yeah because like even if you look at like Catan or or um ticket to ride like you look at that and you go this looks like a game that has sat on the shelf and that somebody's grandparents would have played when they were kids sort of thing and that's that's just how they look but they're just they're very good like new classic games that are fairly recent and kind of like a history of board games Um, (laughs) but there's there's just something to say about design choices when it comes i mean obviously everything can't be like pow pow punch you in the face but I think there's something to be said about, like, doing something that is a little bit, like, eye-catching while still, like, keeping with, like, a tone of a game. Mm -hmm. But I guess on the flip side, like, can you think of a game where you were super excited about it and you tried it and everything, like, looked great, but the game itself was kind of, eh? Hmm. I'm I'm trying to think cuz if anything it would probably be a game that like somebody else has that I don't have because uh, I, I guess the 
the, the I'm sure there's more than just one, this one, but like one of them that comes to mind for me personally, I know a lot of people do like this game, is Dead of Winter. Like, I think that the components and everything, could they be better? Yeah, maybe. Like, instead of having all the, like, the cardboard cutouts for all the people. But also, if you had a bunch of miniatures in there, I guess it would, like, up the price to, like, not be reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, like, the price range and the components and everything that you get and, like, how everything is, like, put back into the box. Like, I think that that's a pretty decent game, like, look-wise, but I just don't find the game that fun. Yeah. I guess, I guess for something like me, it would be, um, uh, the game, I think, I want to say it's called Eclipse. I could be wrong, but it's, that, that's a, like, long, drawn-out strategy like shipbuilding game and like for me personally i didn't care for it but the components Mm -hmm. were all like really well done and like because you're you're kind of building space as you explore it and like the the tiles for that were really nice you got chips with it there were cubes for like supplies and the game did run really well but it's just for me it just Honestly, I think the game costs too much because I think that's a really pricey game. I want to say like $100. And I didn't think the components blew me away enough for what that game would cost. And I didn't care for the gameplay of it. Mm-hmm. Um, another game where I think the component, like the box is so well done. Like they thought through a lot of things. And the game looks really nice. And I feel like this one was the one where the rules more so ruin it for me than the components or the gameplay. And I've talked about this before. (laughs) Time stories. Mm. Like, that game looks beautiful. it's, It's sleek. It's very futuristic looking. Um, when you open the box and you get everything, like, set out, like, the way that they set up the box is because you can play the game, like, even, like, the same story, like, multiple times, they have it so you can, like, quote-unquote, save your game, almost like you would a video game, and, like, there's a spot for where your, like, time token was, there's a slot for, um, each character's pieces, and the hands that they had at the time that you decided you wanted to stop and like there's just a slot for everything so when you open the box next time you knew exactly where you stopped at mm-hmm. which is brilliant i i wish more games would do stuff like that but i guess not every game has like a like that kind of replay mm-hmm. like usually you can put everything back and then just get it out and start over and you're, you're fine so like i think that the components are really nice I think the box is really nice. The artwork is fantastic. Um, the gameplay itself seems like it would be fun if we were confident enough to know that we were playing it correctly. <laughs> um, so, like, that game actually doesn't get out 
as much as I would probably like it to, just because we never know if we're playing it right. Yeah. Um, a uh, uh, another game that I can kind of think of, but it it doesn't really cost that much, but the it's like under thirty dollars. I think I saw it at priced at ten dollars once before. That that should probably tell you something about this game. The components in it are relatively good. Um, it's called um Seafall, and it's like a legacy kind of pirate game. Okay. And the the components were really cool. I mean, it's a legacy game, so you're adding stickers to the board. You're doing stuff to, um, because you can like get crew members. You're doing stuff to them as the game progresses, and it's like really cool. And like the theme is just really awesome and on point. the The actual like gameplay, unless you are like going in it for like to really like cheese it <laughs> the story to the game is kind of nonsensical um the the gameplay if you're playing with four people which we played with one player wound up like getting all of the points so at one point they were like 30 points ahead of us and we had like literally no way of catching up to them and it it was just like after like the first game that we played, it just sort of started to go downhill. And we did finish the game out, but like the ending to the game made like zero sense. And then that was the part that you got to replay. And it's just like, yeah, this is this this is like kind of it's like they started somewhere and then just didn't know where to go with it, but then just kept going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um But I guess if you're looking for like a really like cheesy game and you really just want to have like fun with it and really just like go ham mm. sure have fun with it but don't go into it for like a really engaging story or anything like you know just didn't make any sense to me um mm-hmm. once you know the one player kind of got so far ahead we we just kind of started like messing around and not really like completing any objectives or anything because we were kind of like well what's the point <laughs> like we're, right. we're not going to win and i think me and jason were kind of flip-flopping between like third and fourth <laughs> so like we kind of made our own fun with the game and the com- like mm-hmm. i said the components were actually pretty nice but like just the the gameplay and the the, the like the story mm very like below (laughs) average yeah i think i think sometimes like just even the rule book can be kind of deterring sometimes like i know there's been times where we're like yeah we're gonna sit down and learn this game and the rule book is laid out so weird that we have a hard time following it so we end up giving up like halfway through the rules and mm-hmm. we end up not even like learning how to play the game because the rule book just doesn't make any sense yeah like and <laughs> and and maybe sometimes uh we'll end up playing like a couple other games that are similar to it and then like going back that helps us like understand mm-hmm. that game's rule book but that doesn't always happen and so like sometimes 
it takes us forever to finally like sit down and learn a game unless we're like completely 100% determined just because the rule book is laid out so weird. Mm-hmm. Um if you want to hear about a totally nonsensical game, I think I think I've mentioned it before, but there was a board game called Divorce Court. <laughs> mm, I don't think you've talked about it. Um I I will link a the YouTube video um about a guy that talks about it. <laughs> Let me make sure it is called Divorce Court. I'm like so sure it is. Uh, yes, it is called Div- Divorce Court. Um, I will find the video that we watched and link it. One of my friends did actually have this board game and we saw it and pulled it out, attempted to decipher the rules and then immediately put everything back into the box. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think I think it was somebody's like basement like publishing process thing because the rule book. I mean, the game is called Divorce Court. The rule book reads like you are in court, <laughs> and if you don't know the lingo of it, you are lost. I don't think the person that made it actually knew how to make board games either because the rules were like absolutely like we couldn't even understand how to set the board game up. Like that is how nonsensical the rules were. Um, And like the game looks like it's from like maybe the 80s or 90s. Like it has very intense, bold colors. And I'm pretty sure this when the game was made. Um, and where my friend found it was at like a garage sale and it hadn't been opened and we opened it cause it was when we were first starting to get into board games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we tried to find a video explaining how the game works. And the only video we found was of some guy who did like board game reviews and he had a copy and he was kind of like, it's a very funny video, but he was like ranting about it. <laughs> and at one point he was like, I'm pretty sure the aliens dropped this board game off. <laughs> <laughs> Even they didn't want it. Yeah. And like, we joke that we couldn't like get rid of it in a fire sort of thing. I couldn't even tell you what happened to that. He probably wound up getting rid of it in some way, shape or form. Um, but yeah, talk about a completely nonsensical rule book. <laughs> Divorce court, the board game. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest, it doesn't sound like a super appealing game in the first no, place. No. Yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. that always gets a get to kick out of us and we're like hey you remember divorce court and it's like oh why would you bring that up (laughs) how dare you so i guess for me i would not necessarily that i want like low quality games but i i think i would prefer like slightly like lower quality but like a really solid game slash rules than I would for it to look super, super nice and then not ever wanting to play it. Yeah, because, like, 
honestly, I know that's this isn't like applicable for like especially like heavier strategy games, but I love opening a game and seeing the rules and they are like on one side of the paper and that's the rules. <laughs> Like yeah. it is like I mean, maybe like two paragraphs smaller, long. <laughs> smaller rule books are always like the best because it's like, oh, this should only take like you know ten minutes. Yeah, to learn if that. <laughs> but um, one as I've mentioned before, uh, one thing that I tend to look for in when I open the box is a component list. Because I want to make sure that everything is supposed that is supposed to be in there mm-hmm. is in there. <laughs> yeah, I have weird luck with missing pieces. <laughs> you do, um. but I also just like I don't know. There's just something about like sitting down, opening up the board game, punching everything out, and then like organizing it mm-hmm. and like checking it against the component list. Yeah, and I I like so, using the component list too to like make sure i understand the the lingo of the game because if they're like oh this is an item card and i'm like oh what do the item cards look like and so i really like it especially when they show like both sides of the card like the backs and the front so like i better understand especially if backs are like similar (laughs) yeah like yeah and like I really like it when like rule books break down like everything that's on the card. As far as like yeah. like this is your like cost and obviously this is for like a lot of like heavier games, but like this is the cost of the card, this is your flavor text, this is your um actual card ability and like stuff like that. I like that stuff kind of being pointed out in the rule book because Sometimes I can look at a card and I've played games and I look at it and I go, I don't understand what any of this means. <laughs> yeah, I I really like it too when they, because not all games do this, but when there's like a, a decent amount of setup, it's not just like a deck of cards. When they have like a picture of like where everything goes or how they would, like an example setup. Yes. Of, you know, so you know what you're looking for, or um, if they don't have necessarily like a visual setup, that they do have the component, like component mm-hmm. pictures, and not just a list of components. Because yes. then when they say uh, set this X deck here, you can go to the component section mm-hmm. and be like, oh, that's what that is. Yes. So I like it when they they make it so. You don't have to try to, like, sit there and figure it out on yourself. Like, there's some way of being able to figure out all the new pieces because each game is going to have its own lingo, like you said. Mm -hmm. Or um, there's something different about this game than most other games that you've played. So you don't know what a certain thing means. Or, like you said, if, like, the cards are very similar, like, when they show an example... uh, that you you know what deck they're referring to like easily yeah so i i think that's another like really important thing yeah um and i i actually bought a game recently i haven't played it yet but i opened it up because i i had i have to do my thing when i get a new game i have to open it up uh 
And I was looking at the rule book and there was no component list. Oh. And I was like, who doesn't just, why would you not put a component list like at all? Like usually at least there's like a list of things of like this, this is what's in the box. Yeah. And I was actually like really upset about it. Like, <laughs> really upset. And I was like looking around and then I happened to look down at the box, like, like the bottom of the box. Uh-huh. Like, not the, not the underside, but just, like, the piece that fits inside the lid. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the components were actually on the, the edges of the bottom piece. Oh, really? Yeah. And okay. so, like, after I realized that there was a component list, it just wasn't where, I, like, I expected it to be, I, like, completely chilled out and <laughs> was able to, like, do my thing. You weren't ready like, to take, like, a components. pitchfork. <laughs> And then I, like, thought about it. I'm like, that's actually, like, really clever because it's either that spot on most games is either left blank or they kind of use it for, like, advertising for other games that they have. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was really clever. They didn't, they, they used this, they utilized the space for something useful and it didn't, then they didn't need to take up as much room in the rule book, which made the rule book like, smaller. Like, it, it wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a page oh, of components yeah. and then, you know, set up and then rules. It yeah. was just straight set up rules. So I, I almost, like, not, I, I can't say I necessarily preferred it because I didn't think to look there when I first mm-hmm. opened the box. I didn't notice it at first when I opened the box. Yeah. But when I thought about, like, how they handled it and, like, that it worked, mm-hmm. I was, I, I was actually kind of impressed. But I was I was very upset when I first opened it and thought there was no components. <laughs> I was like, no, I could be missing something, and I'll never know. Um, and and like when when talking about games and how if we're like, yeah, this game played like awfully, but that's not to say you can't play the game and make it work for you too. Yeah. Because I know there's, there's like, a ton of games. Like, I mean, you've got, like, games like Monopoly and Life where people have, like, house rules. And a lot of the time, like, people will have the same house rules. Like, for Monopoly, if you land on free parking, you get the money that everybody pays for, like, taxes or whatever. But that's not an actual rule in Monopoly. So, like, I think that, you know... If you're playing a game and it turns out the rules in the game, just don't really, like, jive. As long as everybody you're playing with is cool with it, just do your own thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if you like but, the theme of but something. If you're, if you're teaching people a game. Though, oh, yeah. Like, how would you be able, <laughs> if you're like, oh, man, this game's, like, super great. And then people are like, yeah, I want to play it. And, like, I almost feel like you have to have a disclaimer. Be like, okay, so we don't actually know how to play the actual <laughs> But this is this is how we play it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... Which, uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's a good game, though, if you have to make up, like, most of your own rules. Yeah, I mean, like, it. if you're buying, like, a $60 game and you don't understand how the game works and you're going to play by your own rules, uh, maybe that wasn't a good purchase <laughs> but if you're if you got this like 20 30 dollar game that maybe the game did work just fine but you want to like spice it up 
add some more things to it you know go for it (laughs) yeah you know like um if you're of age make an uh, a drinking game out of it (laughs) yeah that's true or there are drinking games though yes yes um yeah but i mean like like have fun with the games um and i know like nowadays there's like how to how to videos like out the wazoo on like how to play a game and even back in like i think when we got divorce court it was like oh geez like 2011 or 2012 Mm -hmm. um there was a youtube video on it and i think now when you look it up there's like three times as many videos on divorce court than there were back then so it's like somebody probably figured out how to play that game at some point (laughs) yeah but i probably should do that with like time stories or something because i really do want to play that game like i think like the few things that we're confused on if we could like get past that we would probably play the game more yeah i mean i've 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 heard things about time stories and that seems to be like a general complaint is that the game seems to run like clunky i guess and that seems to be kind of like an overall complaint about it (laughs) (sighs) i think what's confusing with time stories though is like generally you're not going to win the first time you play a scenario Like, it's almost like you're meant to lose the first couple times because you're supposed to play it. The more you play it, the more, like, efficient you can become with it. Mm -hmm. You'll know, like, what things you need and what things you don't need, what's, like, a waste of time, Mm -hmm. like, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, and I, I think maybe that's what's hard to maybe wrap our minds around is, like, it's okay to lose. Like, you're kind of meant to lose Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I think there is a way to win it the first go, but I don't know. It's just, I I want to be able to play it more for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, I think what I'm going to do um, is I'm going to take a picture of like the inside of Parks and how that game is laid out beautifully inside the box how everything fits in beautifully i mean people have taken like just shots of the game packed away because of how pretty it is like it is that like obscenely pretty in the box (laughs) that people Mm -hmm. actually take pictures of it and then i will take pictures of my box of ecos which i I talked about at the end of the last episode about being one of the worst games to put back into the box and how the the hex tiles just do not fit in the box like at all period like once they have been um I couldn't even tell you if they were punched out that's how long I've had the game but like they they don't fit nicely into the box mm-hmm. like at all like there's no nice way to put them there's there's not any slots for them there's they're just in the box <laughs> yeah and the game itself is 
pretty decent. I mean, you're you're kind of building an ecosystem, like a world with other players. Um, but it's very it. That's one of those games where it's um, you're playing with other people, but you're also not like you're building the world together. But you have your own like goal cards to get points from sort of thing so it's like the the other players can kind of mess you up a little bit but most of it's like you're just kind of like doing your own thing as part of the world sort of thing so (laughs) yeah it's one of those games it's not a bad game i actually do quite like it i call it um uh it's like fancy bingo (laughs) bingo Um, but that is something, like, that I, I kind of wish some games would do, like, when it's necessary. Like, not all games need to do this, but there are some games where I wish that they did. Where sometimes they do actually have, like, a decent amount of space. And then you never know where to put the stuff once you have it, like, all punched out and everything's, like, ready to be put into the box. So sometimes I would, because there are some games where they tell you, like, this is how you put the game away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, thank you, game. Yeah. I would have been really lost without this. <laughs> and then there's other times where you just kind of throw stuff in you there. You just chuck it all it in makes there. makes sense. <laughs> and then there's some where, like, even in, like, the plastic inserts where they go, they have, like, a little, like, icon. So you know what goes where. Yeah. Um, uh, but one of the instances where it kind of like bites you in the butt and is it, it's kind of sad that they have it in there because um, I I think it's nice, but one of my friends owns the game Wingspan, mm-hmm. which is a, an example of like good components, good game, bad box management. Ooh. Um is, like, once you punch everything out and you have everything, they do have in the rule books, like, how to put the game away. But it's one of those things, like, if you do not put the game back exactly how they tell you to, everything's not going to fit, and you're going to have a hard time closing the box. Like, that's a little too tight. That's a little too precise. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't know how many times that we've played a game and then they're like, and then we're all just like, all right, on to the next game. And then you're trying to, like, put the game away as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if you if, if you don't put things in correctly and then the, the box doesn't fit and then it's just like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's rough. And that's not something that you know until, like, after you've taken everything out. You've played it all. You really like it. And then you go to put it away. And you're just like, wow, this is worse than learning how to play the game. It kind of yeah. makes you not want to really pull it back out, knowing that you're going to have yeah. to put it away. <laughs> that's where, like, the the quality of the game itself has to be worth it. Yeah. Um, like like zombicide. Okay, zombicide. <laughs> really good components. Really good game. Bad box management. <laughs> yeah. Like the miniatures, like cuz they have like the the blister plastic mm-hmm. that the minis sit in and then they have like a box that the the plastic slit fits in. So like the the miniatures are are nice. They're they fit in their really nice um 
you don't have to worry about them getting damaged. Um, and on the box, it tells you, like, where which minis go where, because sometimes it is kind of hard to tell, like, which, if, especially if you get every single zombie out, which tends to happen. Mm-hmm. So you know where everything goes. So that's a good instance of them telling you, like, this is how you put it away. Great. What am I supposed to do with all the other pieces, though? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think we've really put that game back the same way twice. Yeah. Like, it's always, like, a puzzle trying to get everything back in the box to where the, the lid fits Yeah, like it should. <laughs> like, they, they thought it through for the minis. They have really nice pieces. But once you punch everything out and That's everything's far supposed to go back as it goes. in the box, like... <laughs> You don't know where everything's supposed to go. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of times where we just have to, like, throw pieces in there and try to, like, tuck stuff inside of, mm-hmm. like, the plastic that's not inside of, like, the cardboard box. Yeah. To, like, make sure it all fits. You, like, like Tetrising things I, I, in there. Yeah. I, I, I feel like a game like Zombicide and a company like Simon, like, they could do a little better. <laughs> just a little better. Just a little better. Just a little bit, but... Yeah, because, uh, you know, as as silly as it sounds, like, there is a cost associated with somebody figuring out how the pieces all go in there. Like, yep. that takes time, which time is money. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But 100%. <laughs> every time that I find a game that is good components, good gameplay, and good box management, I'm... I'm like, somebody earned their paycheck. Oh, yeah. And then, like, that's the game that you're going to be more willing to take off the shelf. It's a game that you're going to be more willing to, like, show people. But that's, like, kind of like a five-star game. And obviously, everything can't be a five-star game because then, like, no game would be five-star. But it's, it's just kind of something like, what parts are you willing to sacrifice what yeah what what are you willing to compromise yes in when you buy a game like are you willing to compromise like quality mm-hmm. of like the components are you willing to compromise quality of the game mm-hmm. are you willing to compromise like what what's something that's going to completely deter you mm-hmm. from buying the game mm-hmm. opening the game or like getting the game off the shelf again once you once you have opened it yeah, and so. and now here's here's a kind of interesting take on everything too, is that if the gameplay of a game is really fantastic, and if maybe the components are like cardboard pieces, and you want some like actual like minis or like actual components, um, or if the box management is so so there are like people and places you can go to to get like upgraded components or like a Mm -hmm. new box insert and so it's like if you are willing to do like an up cost on those features of a game you can go out and get it yeah so (laughs) yeah there's there's pieces that are like generic that you could just easily replace something with um like Etsy, I'm sure if somebody's had an issue with the game, it probably exists as like an upgrade on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes even like the publishers will be like, you know what, 
we could do better. Mm -hmm. And then they'll have like an upgrade set Mm -hmm. that you can buy Mm -hmm. for the game. Um, I actually just bought a box organizer for Sagrada because um, like we have every expansion for Sagrada Mm -hmm. and luckily the insert that we got was made for the base game and all the expansions. So it just made everything like look nicer and it made everything fit nicer um, because it was, it was getting to the point where it was almost like I was having to Tetris everything Ooh. back into the box yeah. to get it to close properly because they, they did have some extra room in mm-hmm. the base game mm-hmm. for expansions, but not like, I don't think they, they planned as far as like three expansions that they have now, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they thought a little bit ahead, but not that far ahead. Yeah. Um, and they don't really have, like, a big box for Sagrada at this Mm-mm. point. Like, some some games will, you know, they come out with so many expansions, they're like, here, have a have a big box. Yeah. Put everything in. We made this, all the expansions and more. Um, so, yeah, that's an example where I enjoy Sagrada. I know that that's a quality game for me. I was just getting kind of worried about box management. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw the the organizer, which I, I'm going to have to like, it's it's just foam pieces. It's nothing super pretty. It's not like the like the the uh, wooden box organizers that some games have, which mm-hmm. I'm sure there is one for that game. I just happened to come across the foam one. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have to glue some of the pieces together because they do kind of like wanting to like fall apart Ooh, just by picking yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not a big deal for me. Like just spending time to glue it together, like that's fine. I don't care. I I'm just happy that I have a game that I like mm-hmm. that is better organized now mm-hmm. and easier to get out onto the table. Yeah. So like that's something for me. I'm I'm willing to compromise and upgrade a little bit because I know that that game is loved and will be played. Yeah, exactly. So so don't fret too much if a game that you love has like so-so pieces to it. You know, look look out and somebody somewhere has probably done something cuz like I'm not going to lie for Everdell, I kind of want little customized bowls for all the pieces honestly <laughs> like yeah. which which um something that i have that i've i've been using quite a bit lately is somebody as a gift got me like silicone like foldable bowls like they mm-hmm. they lay flat but they have like little holes and buttons that you can use to like bowlify them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I actually use those for a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, I use them, well, not not necessarily Everdale because Everdale has like spots for it, and mm-hmm. they'd be a little too big to put on the board. Yeah, but, um, like um, role player, um, the, um, a game that I'll probably end up talking about, but it's a worker placement. I've already done two episodes of that, so <laughs> it might be it might be some time. But um, there's a game called um, Locked Up. Which is a role player worker placement. I'll repeat, it's a role player worker placement. <laughs> so you know you know I'm excited yeah, about it. Yeah, and yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it eventually. <laughs> but I, I use it for that because there's there's a bunch of that one's one where like everything's just like colored cubes. Mm-hmm. So you get the bowl the the bowls out for that. Um 
I'm trying to think. What else have we used? I'm, I've actually, I can't think of all the things that I've used it for, but I know I've used them for a lot of different games. And they're like, they're like red, yellow, green, blue, purple, and black. And usually if like the components for a game are similar colors, I'll try to like match up the oh, colors. Yeah. <laughs> so like like um, in role player, there's gold. So the gold went into the yellow bowl. Mm-hmm. Um. So I try to like associate it. So when you think like, oh, I need some gold. Oh, I need the, to reach for the yellow bowl. So something like that, like like something as simple as that can help like upgrade your experience too, is like organizing your table even. Mm-hmm. Like even if the components are good, you still need to organize them. Mm-hmm. So you're not just having stuff all over the table. Yeah. Um. So definitely ways to make a, um, a great game greater. Um, like figuring out like what you're willing to compromise on for a game like that that sort of thing yeah or if you're feeling real fancy you can even say everything's perfect about a game but the box is too small and you can't find an organizer for it make a custom box Go go to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> go to Hobby Lobby. They have tons of different shaped boxes. And most, like, every other week, they're probably 50% off. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've actually done that for a couple games because, like, Mansions of Madness, there's no way that everything will fit in one box normally and, like, the normal game box. And we have, like, almost all the expansions for it. Everything's not going to fit in one box. <laughs> so we went to Hobby Lobby and we found a cool chest. I like lined it with felt, put everything in baggies, and I I made like a like a felt like insert thingy divider. Mhm. Split the like have it so like the tiles can be on one side and all the monsters can be on the other side. Boom. Everything fits in one box now. There you go. Mic drop. <laughs> I think I think that would probably be like a good question. Um, comment on like our Discord. Um, we always have like a post on Facebook and Instagram about the episode. So you can like leave a comment under that. On Instagram, you can like tag us in your picture of a board game that you have that you maybe upgraded yourself that you think has gorgeous um components or that uh like it's gorgeous box management like whatever game that you have is just like the bee's knees or the components are the bee's knees or that you did something yourself for the game to take it up a notch i want to see it (laughs) yeah what what's a game that when you think about it you just Chef kiss. Yes. <laughs> what game makes you chef kiss? <laughs> Just that chef kiss. <laughs> but yeah, find us on all of our socials. There'll be a link in the description. We love hearing back from you about like any ideas anybody has about any episodes um, upcoming. We we still have lots of fun ideas, but we love to hear what you guys want to hear um 
but I am Ashley. I... <laughs> oh, did you have something? Okay. I, I wanted to end on a fun fact. Okay, fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. Did you know that there are different deck formats for playing cards? And that the style that we use for our our like actual like deck of like fifty two cards is the French style decks. Really? Yes. So there's like German, French, Italian, Spanish, and then kind of like a subcategory of like Swiss German. Mm. We use the French. Fun fact. Fascinating. All right, I'm good to go. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Well, signing off. I'm Ashley, and I'm Ricky. Bye. Bye. <laughs>